The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you'll remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy might be in you and your joy might be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. The Gospel of the Lord. Years ago, a woman in the parish gave me an article from the Catholic, National Catholic Register on marriage and faithfulness, and I'd like to give you a summary of that article. There was a couple that invited priests to go to their home to have a nice meal. But the priest's car was not working, so the husband had to go and pick him up at the rectory. So, as they were traveling from the rectory to the residence, the man, the husband, the father was praising his wife. He said, I've got the best wife in the whole world. Kind, beautiful, humble, I've got the best. And the priest was marveling at this because often the priest will hear a lot of complaints and the many marriage problems problems that are out there. So they arrive at the house and he rings the doorbell and the wife opens up the door and he notices that the woman, the wife, her, her face has a lot of scars on the right side from her cheek all the way down to her jaw. So they sit down to, to dinner and there's um, the husband, the wife, and a little girl who's about six years old, their daughter. During the meal, the husband is praising the wife the whole time. Just praises. And the priest was astounded to see so much love and attention and courtesy to his wife. And the little girl didn't say too much. It had a big smile on her face during the whole meal. After the meal... The man was taking the priest back to the rectory and the priest with discretion said, that was a wonderful meal, wonderful encounter, a really wonderful family, but 
you know, what, what happened to your wife? What about this guy? What happened? And he said, I'll tell you. About six and a half years ago, my daughter was just a little baby in the crib, in the bassinet, and her house caught on fire. So the whole house was burning down, and my wife rushed into the room where there was a big fire, and the bassinet was on fire, and the blanket. So she grabbed the little baby, and the fire burnt the whole right side of her face. He said, that's why, Father, I've got the most beautiful wife in the world. What is love? What is love? The most eloquent symbol of love is the cross. No greater love, the Bible says, than to give one's life for the loved one. So I often tell this story when I'm doing weddings or anniversaries. I've got a whole slew of different stories. This is the one I thought that God wanted all of you to hear today. Love is a willingness to sacrifice for the loved one. And St. Faustina in the diary says, love can be measured by the willingness to suffer for the loved one. Now, if I were to ask all of you to write a four-page composition, the university students, no, maybe you're not English majors, but I'm sure you're pretty good at writing, we probably have different compositions from all of you on what love is. And if you know the Greek language, C.S. Lewis, the great Christian writer, C.S. Lewis, we've got some people here are Christians, C.S. Lewis, who's probably by the greatest writer in the Christian world last century. He wrote a book called The Four Loves, in which he takes the four different words in, in Greek for love, eros, philia, storge, and agape. But for us, Love, the Latin would be caritas, in Spanish caridad, in French charité, in English charity. It's related to what Jesus did on the cross in his last commandment, which was love one another as I have loved you. That's the last and the greatest commandment that Jesus gave us. Love one another as I have loved you. So I'd like to develop this for a couple more minutes. For many years, on the radio, I would sometimes listen, when I was having my breakfast at 9 o'clock in the morning, the probably the most famous Christian Christian channel on the family, possibly in the world. 
The founder is James Dobson, and it's called Focus on the Family. Focus on the Family. And James, James Dobson said that every successful marriage has to have the three C's. As a teacher, I like, I like acronyms. <laughs> Easy to remember, no? It's a mnemonic device to memorize key concepts. <laughs> what are the three C's of the married life? Can I tell you? Thank you. First C, it has to be Christ-centered. The second would be communication. The three C would be commitment. You like that? It's a good one, isn't it? No? So, Christ-centered. Then it has to be communication. And then it has to be commitment. So let's talk a little bit about that. Going from the Protestant realm to the Catholic realm now. One of my favorite writers, preachers and teachers, is a man, his name is Fulton Sheen. Have you heard of him? Fulton Sheen was probably the greatest communicator in the world last century with John Paul II. And John Paul II actually wanted to study his English so he could perfect his English. <laughs> Fulton Sheen wrote a book for marriage and the title is It Takes Three to Get Married. Who would that be? Eduardo, Cecilia, and Jesus Christ. Amen? So it has to be the husband, the wife, and Christ. When Christ is in the center of the married life, it works. It works. Almost ten years ago, I had the privilege of traveling about 3,000 miles to celebrate. This is, a, this is a jubilee. This is called a silver jubilee, jubileo de plata. Was I traveled to celebrate a diamond jubilee? Do you know what that is? It could be either 60 or 75. But it was a 60th anniversary. So I traveled 3,000 miles to do that. And after the Mass, the couple invited me to have a nice meal with them. And during the meal, one of the, one of the, the couple said, you know, in these 60 years, listen to this, we never had one serious problem in 60 years. And they have nine children and 38 grandchildren. And one of their sons is actually a priest and he's speaking to you right now. 
So that was my mom and my dad. No, no serious problem in 60 years. Not that, huh? With nine kids and 38 grandchildren. Bringing up kids in the wild 60s, no? Even 50s, no? The reason why is they, they always put God in the center of their life. My mom loved my dad. My dad loved my mom. My dad passed away a few years ago. But they always put God in the center. Put God in the center. So the form good marriage, it has to be a Christocentric marriage. Second is, um, there has to be communication. A couple of years ago, my friend Alberto sent me a message which I'd like to communicate to you. And it's a story of a, a good man who had a spiritual director. And um, so on one occasion he was talking with his spiritual director and he, he had some serious problems. So he's sitting next to his spiritual director and he said, you know, Father, I really believe that I'm, I'm possessed by a devil. The priest said, what? Possessed by a devil? Why? And the married man said, you know, I, I hear voices. What voices? Do this. Don't do that. Hurry up. Take out the trash. And the priest said, you're not possessed. You're just married. <laughs> Is that true, Eduardo? <laughs> you're not possessed. You're just married. No? <laughs> So there has to be communication. You know the difference, you English major, between a monologue and a dialogue? A monologue is you're doing all the talking. A dialogue means it's a two-way street. So you have to work on communication skills. Even though it's 25 years, maybe it's going to be 50 years, you can always perfect your communication skills. And read St. James chapter 3, right? We just finished our course on St. James. St. James chapter 3 are the sins of the tongue, right? And then the last C would be commitment. Commitment means you promise to be faithful in, like my story, right? You know, the story is a true story. Now, the man could have gotten up and left his wife. Could have done it, throwing the towel. But even though his wife had that serious facial problem because of being burnt, he decided, I, I married her. And I promised the day of my wedding, these words, to be faithful in good times as well as bad. In health as well as sickness. In riches Hello? As well as poverty. Until death do you part. That's a, a vow. A very serious vow, a promise that's made 
on the day of your wedding. And you want to renew that today. 25. By the way, you're halfway to 50 if you're good at math, right? And you're still a little bit further away from the diamond, huh? <laughs> but you're heading on the right path. So let's, um, let's place this uh, marriage and family under the protection of Mary. Mary has many beautiful titles. Mary is the mother of God. She's the mother of the church. And she's our mother. And we cry out to Mary, Mary is our life. Hello? Our life, our sweetness, and our hope. So I pray, my friends, that these next 25 years will, will be even better. You know, the Beatles used to have a song, it's getting better all the time. It's getting better all the time. Let's pray that in your married life will be getting better all the time until you get to heaven. Amen? Hallelujah. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.